out of here. What are you doing? Good morning and welcome to worship to at Church of the Palms Presbyterian Church. I'm Pastor Phil Bliss. Thank you for joining us for this hour of worship. Our service begins this morning with our prelude sung by Maylise Martinson as she sings Amazing Grace. And later on in the service, she will sing my all-time <clears throat> favorite hymn, which is it is well with my soul. The chancel choir will sing with Jim DeBolt as soloist. Pastor McConnell is in Israel with leading a tour of our members, and uh, so he is not here. And Dr. Mingi Brown, our associate pastor for congregational care, is preaching this morning from Romans chapter 12 on the title, Loving Neighbors. We honor our soldiers today on this Veterans Day. And uh, so I would like to read what uh, some words that are written in our bulletin. On the 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month, 94 years ago today, World War I, the Great War, came to an end on a day designated Armistice Day. And in 1954, Armistice Day became Veterans Day. Today we celebrate Veterans Day in recognition of all those who have served in the past and who are serving now. We do honor and bless our servicemen. On Wednesday, November 21st at 6 p.m., we will hold a combined Thanksgiving service, uh, joining with our friends at Temple Sinai. Our worship will be here uh, at Church of the Palms. It'll be led by Pastor McConnell and by Rabbi Jeff Hunting. We begin that uh, evening with a soup, salad, and sandwich dinner in our campus center at five o'clock, followed by a celebration of Thanksgiving here in the sanctuary at 6 p.m. Thank you for joining us this morning. May God richly bless you.
Good morning. Welcome to the Church of the Palms. My name is Tanya Getson Gowan, and I serve as an elder in our congregation. We begin our service with an opening prayer printed on the cover of our bulletin. Now let's bow our heads as we prepare for worship. In the security of your love, mighty God, it is well with us. Our work is fulfilling. Our relationships reflect your faithfulness. The restoration of our best selves and the clarification of our responsibilities. You are the builder in whose hands the church can become a community of joy and fulfillment. You keep watch over us, strengthening us to be the church wherever we live and serve. Be known to us now and save all who eagerly await your word. Amen. Now, as our service continues with reverence, let us prepare our hearts and minds as we listen to the prelude.
snares I have already come. Tis grace hath brought me safe thus far, and grace will lead me
Christ's handiwork, diverse in human qualities, but woven together in love and united in our call to love God with all our hearts. We are Christ's body gathered here today, living his truth, sharing his peace, carrying his hope and embodying his love. We're here to be reminded of who we are and what our lives are all about, to be renewed and called out to live who we are by the power of God working in us and among us. So let us this hour worship the living God. You may be seated. Even in the midst of great joy and salvation and celebration, we know that our lives do not always reflect God's intentions for us. And we often fall short of his desires and his will for us. So we're going to enter into a time of public confession. But this morning, I would invite you to join me in a moment of silent reflection and personal confession. Then we'll follow it with the prayer of public confession. Shall we pray? Wise God, you know how much we enjoy being honored above others and how often we resent the special respect that others receive. You are aware of shortcuts we take for our own advantage. You see the ways we pretend to be more than we are. You observe not only our actions, but our motives as well. We need your help to put away all that is false and to discover our true identity as your children. Lift us up in your forgiving love. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. We know that the song does not ever have to end. The joy does not ever have to be forgotten and the celebration does not ever have to fade. Why? Because God's grace never stops surrounding us, loving us, healing us, and making us new each and every day. Friends, believe the good news of the gospel. In, In Jesus Christ, we are confessing and affirming our faith through the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. 
The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Well, in the spirit of Jesus, we invite you to greet one another. As we continue to greet one another without moseying anymore, I would like to say that at Church of the Palms, we celebrate and give thanks to God on Veterans Day for all our veterans. And General Jim Hessen has very kindly, as always, provided boxes with instructions and all the items needed to be put in in the courtyard and under the tree. I would like you all to pick up a box of five and then send them off with great joy and gratitude to God for our veterans. have been recipients of uh, the Support Our Troops boxes. And uh, we are just so blessed, not only for your service to our country and to us, but also for your being here and for us to hear a little bit about how we have uh, been participating with you. So welcome. Thank you very much. Uh, as uh, Steve said, uh, I'm the uh, commander of the 159th Combat Aviation Brigade located at uh, Fort Campbell. And over the past year, you as a congregation and as a community have helped support the soldiers within my formation. And we just returned from Afghanistan several weeks ago after spending a year there. And what I, what I really came to say was thank you. We appreciate everything that you as a congregation and as a community have done to help support our soldiers. About the 3,000 members of uh, my organization, many of them are on their second, third, fourth, even the fifth or sixth deployments uh, over the last 10 years. And as a result of that, many of them are serving in areas that are very remote and consequently do not necessarily always have the opportunity to receive some of the things or have the benefit of being able to go to a store to buy, whether it's personal hygiene items or snacks or whatever. So just by the sheer fact that they're able to receive a box, and probably even more importantly, a letter saying thank you for their service, really does mean something to them. 
It not only provides them an opportunity to get something that they hadn't before, but it really provides a connection back to the United States of supporting them as a soldier in a time of need. So on behalf of my entire organization, I need to say thank you to you as a congregation. Not only yourself, but the other organizations here within the Sarasota community, Church of the Redeemer, and several others as well, really want to be able to say thank you. It means an incredible amount, and it really speaks to your Christianity. So thank you very much. Good morning. It is a good morning. And today we have at Church of the Palms, we have a lot of happenings today and the days ahead. The second half of our bulletin is information about all of that. Mission trip to Honduras and, you know, teaching and tutoring and all kinds of things happening. But let us continue to remember, how many of you have been reading the blog from our pilgrims in the Holy Land? Well, shame on you. Some of you haven't read, so keep reading. If you don't have computer, those who have computer share and print it out. It's wonderful. Let us keep reading about the pilgrimage that they are having, that uh, we are praying for, and let us continue to pray that they will come home in one piece. <laughs> and also, those of some of us have, most of us have turned in our pledge card as good stewards of God. And if those of you who, are, who have forgotten to turn it back in, you are invited to do so anytime at the church office or in the offering plate. And let's see. Uh, we also, I think that's enough of announcement. I would like to invite Linda and the children to come forward for children's moment. joy we have our children's moment and maybe my students can sit in here with all these wonderful looking children all the smiling faces it's nice to see you today I have a question what were we just doing when we came down the aisle what was my group doing what we were ringing the salvation bell okay that's a really good answer and when we rang that salvation bell did that make you feel real sad or did that make you feel happy did it make you feel happy I see a few smiles on your faces I think it makes people happy to, to hear the bell and today I have a special bell and I'm gonna ring it and I'm gonna see if you can think of a time where you maybe have heard this bell in the past I'll give you a clue you only hear this bell between Thanksgiving and Christmas are you ready Where maybe you heard that bell? Where did you hear that bell? Um, I forgot. You forgot where you heard it? Does anybody else think they maybe heard that bell? Where did you hear that bell? You did it last year. Where? 
At Macy's. Did anybody else hear the bell? Did you hear the bell too? Okay. You heard it several times at Publix and you've done it. How many here have rung the bell at Christmas for Salvation Army? All right, look at that. You had a good time, didn't you? How many here have ever put a coin or donation in the red kettle when you heard the bell ringing? Did you do that? Okay, that's um, how we cooperate together. Do you know in Salvation, the Salvation Army really helps people in Sarasota? Last year, the Salvation Army served 247,000 meals. All I can tell you is that number has a lot of zeros, and that was a lot of cooking going on. That was a really good thing. The Salvation Army also provided 78,000 nights of lodging. And what that meant is people didn't have to sleep outside on a cold night like tonight might be. And that's a really good thing too, isn't it? A couple months ago, we had a day of hope here at church. And my husband and I got to meet a family, a mom and dad, and three children, ages six, eight, and 10. Is anyone here that age, six, eight, or 10? Can you raise your hand? Okay, then you can understand this family. The dad shared with my husband that they'd been going through a really hard time because the dad had lost his job. And when he lost his job, he didn't have money to pay the rent. He didn't have money to buy food. And things got really sad at their house. So he decided one night to load everyone up in their van. And they drove to the Salvation Army parking lot in Sarasota. And they parked their van there. And they slept there all night long. Probably wasn't too much fun, was it? But the next day, a really, really wonderful thing happened. The people from the Salvation Army came out, and they loved the family, and they brought the family in, and they gave them one of those 247,000 meals, and they gave them lodging, and eventually, the dad got a job through the Salvation Army. They got an apartment through the Salvation Army. And what my husband and I realized was that because of the Salvation Army, this family got things they needed but they also got something very special, hope. And that's something that all of us need. In the Bible, in a book called Ecclesiastes, it says, two are better than one because they can get more done by working together. Who can tell me what it means to cooperate? Do mom and dad ever say, oh, I wish you'd cooperate with me? To work together, absolutely, that's perfect. And what our church does is it works with other churches to help Salvation Army take care of the people in our community who are in need. We cooperate with other churches. Okay, you know the best part of this children's sermon today and the best part of this ministry with the bells? You guys know if you've done it, you can ring the bells too. You know, but let's practice. Some of you who maybe haven't rung a bell, would you like to just practice would you like to practice ringing a bell? Would you like to try that? Can you do it? There you go. All right. You want to try it? Can you ring that bell? There you go. Thank you very much. So now all you have to do, you can ring the bell. You get an adult and you go out and you sign up under the tree and you can ring the bell and help people through the Salvation Army this Christmas. 
Will you join me in prayer today? Dear Jesus, we thank you that you love everyone. You created us so we can join together and cooperate and help others who really are in need. We pray that our efforts together with everyone from our church and other churches will bless many families through the Salvation Army. Amen. Won't you join us in bringing God's joy to the world to Sarasota and ringing the bells this Christmas for Salvation Army? Okay, kids, God bless everyone. Thank you. Out of the sanctuary. Our minute for a mission today is on Stephen ministry. Stephen ministry exists to give one-on-one -on -one Christian care to men and women who are in need. We're here to listen, to support, and to comfort individuals when they're in a crisis. In August of 2006, my family and I moved so we could spend more time together. Three weeks after the move, my 16-year-old son died by suicide. Stephen ministers are dependable caregivers. While they're not professional counselors or therapists, they are trained and supervised lay volunteers. I was devastated. I missed my son so deeply. While I found the strength to meet the needs of my family, there was no one here for me. Each caregiver has been given 50 hours of instruction before they're even approved to become a caregiver. We attempt to match the needs of the individual with the background of the caregiver. In most cases, the caregiver has successfully walked through the same crisis that the individual is experiencing. A Stephen minister contacted me. He'd been in a similar situation in his own life and had found healing. There were no requirements, no pressure was put on me. I was free to share my fears and my pain in my own way. I could pick up the phone any time, day or night, and know that he'd be there. Stephen Ministers keep all personal information confidential. We want men and women to feel completely free to share their stories. My Stephen Minister helped support my faith in my life when I needed it the most. He helped me put my life back together. I couldn't have done it without him. Stephen Ministers are here after the divorce papers have been served, after the pink slip is in your hand, and after that relationship has hit the wall. We are ready to come alongside of you and support you as long as we are needed. Good morning. My name is Paul Mercer, and I have been a Stephen minister since 1989, since the uh, the Stephen ministry began here at Church of the Palms. You just heard four very important words, caring, trained, supervised, and confidential. Stephen ministry is designed to be a one-on-one -on -one caring ministry. Through our training, continued supervision, and God's guidance, we Stephen ministers are equipped 
to walk beside someone in their time of need. We listen with an open and caring heart. Currently, we have 20 active Stephen ministers. The needs in our congregation continues to grow beyond the current and active Stephen ministers. More men and women who feel called to this one-on-one -on -one ministry are needed so that no one in crisis will be turned away during their time of difficulty. Greetings. My name is Pat Kent, and I have been a Stephen minister about a year and a half, a little less than Paul. Uh, because of this caring ministry's need for more trained Stephen ministers, we will begin another Stephen ministry training class on Wednesday, January 9th. There are several ways that you can obtain more information as well as indicate your desire to participate in this caring ministry. For the next several weeks, the worship bulletins will contain information, including today's bulletin on page 13, which unfortunately because of space is not numbered, but it's opposite the uh, church officer nomination form. The bulletin states that the training class will begin on January 12th, but that has been changed to Wednesday, January 9th. Information is also available in this brochure entitled God's Love in Action. There are uh, brochures located in the back of the church in the narthex and also in the campus center. You may also speak with any Stephen minister wearing one of these pins. Ask me about Stephen ministry. And you may contact either Faye Mercer or Pastor Mingy. Four information meetings have also been scheduled. We recommend that you attend one of these meetings to receive more detailed information and obtain answers to any questions you may have. God works through Stephen ministers to plant a seed of hope and healing in someone who is lonely or whose life seems out of control because of a crisis, illness, or other unexpected life event. Please give this lay ministry your prayerful consideration. Thank you.
Thank you, May Elise, for sharing with us and singing my all-time favorite hymn, It Is Well With My Soul, written by Philip Bliss, by the way, <laughs> about a hundred years ago. This morning, as we share in prayer together, this is Veterans Day, and so in the middle of the prayer, I'm going to stop and I'm going to ask all the veterans here this morning men and women who have served in any conflict, to please stand, and we will pray during that time. Let us pray. Almighty God, we have lifted your name on high in music, that marvelous medium of worship. We have called out to you and declared that you are everything. We lift our prayer with King David in the Old Testament who praise the Lord in the presence of the whole assembly. O Lord, may you be praised forever and ever. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness, the power, the glory, the victory, and the majesty. Everything in the heavens on and on earth is yours, Lord. We adore you as the one who is over all things. Riches and honor come from you alone, for you rule everything. Power and might are in your hand, and it is at your direction that people are made great and given strength. On this day, Lord, we celebrate the values that have made our nation great. We thank you for our founding fathers who received vision and inspiration and the motivation to set up our government on godly principles. Forgive us as a nation for having moved so far away from that beginning. Prayer has been removed from our schools. Efforts have been made to remove the Ten Commandments 
from public buildings. Religious symbols are banned from many public venues. Lord, return us to our spiritual roots. Would you veterans please stand with me? And let us pray. Thank you, Lord, for men and women who have given their lives in service to our country. Thank you for those who have left homes and families to serve our country and our armed forces. On this Veterans Day, we recognize and honor men and women who are again serving on foreign battlefields. Bless them, we pray, and we lift up our government and our military leaders. You may be seated. We pray for the needs of our church family today. Bless those who are recovering from sickness, bring rapid healing and wholeness, bring comfort to the grieving. Many people are traveling during this Thanksgiving and Christmas season and we pray for traveling mercies. Let our hearts be stirred this morning as we worship together, whether long-term members, new members, visitors, or those joining us by television. Let our worship bring honor and glory to you, and we pray this in the name of our Savior, who taught us to pray together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive those. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Let us worship with our tithes, gifts, and offerings. <clears throat>
All God's people say. blessing and grace. The Apostle Paul asked for an end to his suffering, and you answered him, my grace is sufficient for you. In gratitude and as an act of worship, we bring our gift and tithes and offerings. In obedience to your teaching, we actively participate in your mission to carry the gospel to the four corners of the earth. Bless these gifts, we pray. In Christ's name, amen. <clears throat>
Please be seated. Once again, good morning and welcome to worship at Church of the Palms. We extend our special welcome to those of you who are visiting, and we hope that you will return to worship with us. And there are friendship folder or registration pad on the pews. Please sign those as the service goes on. Today, the sermon title is Loving Neighbors. One of the ways that we can love our neighbors is when we know they are in need of care, we call into the church office or call Pastor Mingi. You have called and paid the big bucks to lead on caring business. <laughs> and we also hope to find 25 new Stephen ministers to be trained beginning January of 2013. Our scripture lesson this day comes from Romans chapter 12. The whole chapter of Romans chapter 12. The Apostle Paul said, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds, so that you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. For by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of yourself more highly than you ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. For as in one body we have many members, and not all the members have the same function, so we who are many are one body in Christ. And individually we are members one of another. We have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, prophecy in proportion of faith, ministry in ministering, the teacher in teaching, the exhorter in exhortation, the giver in generosity, the leader in diligence, the compassionate in cheerfulness. Let love be genuine, hate what is evil, hold fast to what is good, love one another with mutual affection. Outdo one another in showing honor, do not lack in zeal, be ardent in spirit, serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope, be patient in suffering, persevere in prayer, contribute to the needs of the saints, extend hospitality to strangers. Bless those who persecute you, bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice, weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another, do not be haughty, but associate with lowly. Do not claim to be wiser than you are, do not repay anyone evil for evil, but take thought for what is noble in the sight of all. If it is possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave room for the wrath of God. For it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. 
No, if your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they are thirsty, give them something to drink. For by doing this, you will heap burning coals on their heads. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with God, with good. This is the word of the Lord. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our God and our Redeemer. Amen. When I was growing up, my parents would send me to spend the whole summer with my grandmother in her village. I would arrive in very pretty, clean dress every time. Immediately after being greeted by my grandmother, I would run off with my cousins and the village children. My dress was never staying clean or pretty very long. We ran and played all day, every day. Wherever we went, the nearest adults would watch over us and watch out for us. The parents of whichever child or friend we ended up at their home at lunchtime would feed us. When we got tired, we lay down anywhere, everywhere, and took naps. Wherever we were was safe and a safe place and home. Every adult was a parent for every child. I enjoyed those summers because that village was a safe place for me. One night, however, my grandmother saw two shadows stopping at her neighbor's uh, front gate. So she picked up the spear that always stayed inside of her front door and she ran after them with the spear ready in her hand. Well, picture her, she, I'm exactly like her. <laughs> and so the two men ran real fast and my grandmother charging after them, shouting all the while. And at some point, one of the young men said, isn't that Pikongi? The other said, yes. So they stopped running, so my grandmother stopped running, and then they started running towards her, and still with the spear ready, my grandmother ran backward towards her home. <laughs> and so they ran after her, and then she thought, why am I being chased after thieves or robbers? She stopped and chased after them again, so they ran in front of her again, until one of them said, kapi, kapi, that means grandmother, grandmother, Stop running, we are the village young men patrol. So, still with the spear in her hand, my grandmother said, why didn't you say so in the first place? And so she put down her spear in her hand and they walked her home and she made them tea. Yes, we drink tea at all time of the day. So, last Sunday, Pastor uh, Steve quoted from Mark, the gospel according to Mark chapter 11, verses 29 through 31, on how our first love at the very core of ourselves must be loving God. We must love God first. He said everything else God commanded would hang on that. Today, I would like to preach on how we love our neighbors as ourselves. To the Romans in chapter 12, the Apostle Paul said, be transformed by the renewing of your minds so that you may discern what is the will of God, 
what is good and acceptable and perfect. Paul goes on to tell us all of the ways in which we must change ourselves and all of the practices we must adopt in order to be able to love our neighbors. The list is very long. Actually, it goes on until the end of chapter 16, which is the end of the letters to the Romans. For Paul, the apostle, this is very serious stuff to be followed. Truly loving neighbors means a complete change in people like you and me. Paul would say that to love your neighbor as yourself is not easy because it requires us to be genuinely humble, seeing that we are no way better than others. It requires us to act without regard for self-preservation. The issue is not our own survival. It is God's love and grace being passed on to others. Loving neighbor is, requires us to acknowledge that it takes all of our gifts that God has given all of us to be agents of his abundant grace. It requires us to be dedicated and have endurance. It requires us to practice self-sacrifice and take real risks. Loving neighbors requires us to reject evil, all evil, even the evil that has served us well, and it requires us to leave vengeance to God. I read this, and to all of that, I can only say, yikes, very yikes. In the mind of the Apostle Paul, our neighbors also include all the people created by God in every place in the world. Paul wants us to be eager to learn and grow and find joy in loving our neighbors. I like to tell a story. Several Christmases ago, Will, our nephew Joshua, and I were invited to Christmas dinner by a couple of good friends, also to meet their son and daughter-in-law, who are accomplished PhD-type musicians and professors. Ben in violin and Jihei in piano. Our friend Ann insisted that Joshua brings his violin so that Ben could give him a lesson. Will and I couldn't think of anything worse for Ben to be giving violin lesson on Christmas Day. But you don't say no to Ann, so we took violin with us. And after dinner, Ben dutifully taught Joshua. We heard Joshua playing and Ben correcting him, challenging everything about how Joshua played, how he stood, how he held his arm, how he used his fingers, how he counted, how he bowed, what he thought of as he played. Listening to all of that, I expected Joshua to be put down. Instead, he was beyond happy. He said Ben treated him like a real violinist and he became one. He became eager to learn everything he could. Corrections and endless practice became a joyful part of Joshua's becoming a real violinist. What Ben did on that Christmas day in that one hour or so lesson changed how Joshua loves and plays the violin. 
And the Apostle Paul, in the letter to Romans, also wants to do something like that for all of us. He tells us that the core we need in order to love loving our neighbors. Remember, he doesn't just want us to love our neighbors. He wants us to love loving our neighbors. The core of that is our abiding gratitude for the mercy and grace of God we have already received from God. Paul begins his four chapters of instruction with the words, by the mercy of God, I appeal to you, and the words for by the grace given me. If you and I really believe in the grace God has already given us, we will naturally be genuinely humble. We will move beyond self-preservation. We will acknowledge that it takes all the gifts of all the people to do what needs to be done. We will be dedicated and we will have endurance and act with self-sacrifice. We will take real risks. We will reject the evil that has served us well, and we will leave vengeance to God. The people of my grandmother's village made it look easy, but it is not easy to raise a child, much less all the children of the village. In my culture, we would have never said it takes a village to raise a child because we do say it takes a whole village to raise all our children. Just as it is not easy to raise our children, it is not easy to love our neighbors, let alone all of our neighbors around the world. It takes all of us to be unified in our gratitude for God's love and grace. All of us need a village, a church, to guide and nurture each other. For me, Church of the Palms is now my village. How do we at Church of the Palms love our neighbors here and around the world is a good question. My suggestion is that we start by loving God with all our souls, with all our hearts, and with all our minds. And we live our gratitude for the grace we have already received from God. We join hands with others of our village to share God's abundant grace with others. We equipped disciples for the service of Christ every day. And we love our neighbors as God in grace has already loved us. Thanks be to God. Amen. Let us pray. O oh God, grant that we may have such a sense of gratitude for your love and grace in our lives that our love of you and our love of our neighbors become the core of who we are. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.
go in peace, remembering how much God loves us every moment, and love God and love all the neighbors you meet every day. And now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with each and every one of us, now and forever. Amen. This program is coming to you from the Sanctuary of Church of the Palms in Sarasota, Florida. This presentation of our 9 o'clock traditional worship service is a live telecast sent your way every Sunday morning. Locally, we're seen on Comcast Cable Channel 189 and through live streaming to anywhere the Internet reaches. There'll be another traditional worship service here at 11, and in the Garden of the Campus Center, a contemporary service is presented Sundays at 9. Church of the Palms is a Presbyterian Church, USA. 33 is a high school ministry, a student ministry, and it meets each Sunday from 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. in room 208. You can join other high school students as they grow in their understanding and experience of God's love and grace. For more information, you can contact Derek Thompson at 924-1323. Have you ever thought about having to sleep in a cardboard box? Have you ever wanted to help a needy person but didn't know how? Come experience a homeless night on Saturday, November 17th, beginning at 5 p.m. We'll learn about scarcity in our community in all of its forms, play games, and go Christmas shopping for children in need. You can stay until 9 p.m. or spend the night in a box under the tree. You can contact Lori Haas for more information and to register at 924-1323. This is a homeless sleepover for fourth and fifth graders. Tis the season to ring the Salvation Army bells. Christmas is just around the corner, believe it or not. 
So you know what that means? Time to plan how you can show the love and light of Christ in this cold, dark world. It's time once again to ring those Salvation Army bells. And this Christmas season, we'll be ringing at the Publix just down the street from the church at Beneva and Bee Ridge Road, as well as the Macy's at Southgate Mall. We're inviting you to sign up for a two-hour shift between the hours of 11 a.m. through 7 p.m., Monday through Saturday, beginning November 23rd, running through Christmas Eve. Did you know that the average crisis lasts about six weeks? By the end of that time, people usually come to some kind of solution. Sometimes the solutions are beneficial and resolve the situation well. However, sometimes they just serve to cause more painful problems. Stephen Ministry is a confidential and free service available to you at Church of the Palms to help you in your journey to finding positive resolutions to crisis. To find out more or to receive a Stephen Minister's care, you can get in touch with the church office at 924 1323. Again, thank you for watching this live telecast from Church of the Palms in Sarasota, Florida. Next Sunday morning at 9, we'll return to channel 189 of Comcast Cable locally, as well as on the internet around the world via live streaming. And in the days between, may the peace of Christ be the source of your guidance and confidence. This is Jimmy Lance. Enjoy this day, this gift. God's good morning.
us not into temptation, but deliver. 